Welcome to Fire Pockets. This is Chapter One. All right, the light is on. The thing is thinging. Yeah, I'm podcasting. Not so bad. Here we go. Try not to die. Testing Danny Vanderwilt and the Armageddon of our time. Which, of course, this actually is. Oh, I should turn the microphone up so you can hear the evidence better. Okay, I've now put a reminder sticker on the off button, which is different from the volume button. The helicopter war people outside my apartment are gone, not that they were... Oh, shoot! I forgot my go bag. I never do that. Just adding this podcast scrambled my brain. You never leave without your go bag. So, I'm not a podcaster, obviously. I just decided to start doing this to gather evidence of the insane things in case anyone else is out there. Maybe we can connect and figure out what in the actual is going on because I haven't seen another person in over a year. But, yeah. Before the incident, I was a touch mechanic, meaning that vehicles and mechanical apparatuses like me. I can fix about anything and get it going, but I don't really know how they work, and I don't know the names of things. I don't retain jargon. Which, almost cool, because you go to the big annual mechanics convention, and everybody wants to date you or get a cup of coffee because you're the touch guy. You know, you're like a magic rock star, but... Then you stumble through a spark plugs conversation and have to tell your mother, maybe grandchildren next year. And that was my life pre-end times. In a way, things are better now. All right, checking the bag. We got a flare gun, water bottles, bolt cutters, snacks, camouflage blanket, and power cord. Yep, now outside. If you hear this podcast, I live in Orange County, California, on the second floor of a building that I've painted in tie-dye colors to stand out among the wreckage. The four roads that surround my block are all painted Danny Vander Wilkes, with big arrows that point directly at my home like a giant asshole who really wants to be found. Going outside. So, if you listen right now, everything's quiet, see? Well, you don't see, but yeah. Quiet suburban street. Pleasant. You might expect children. Oh, except just about most everything here is burned to the ground. Side note, some of that's my fault. But that's not... I probably shouldn't have said that. I can edit that out. Danny Vanderwilks here, taking a chance on cutting through the park. It's a normal park. Sure, you've got the burnt buildings and cars over there, and abandoned war zone material is abundant, but that's not why I'm freaking out. I don't know where any of this war zone material came from. Not exactly. And I don't know where all the people are except me. Like, there's not even bodies. But that's not why I'm freaking out. Hang on, I'm walking up to the fire pocket. There's a hill. So, full disclosure, I did sign up for a medical experiment where you donate approximately three ounces of muscle tissue for a thousand bucks, but I didn't do it. Literally, I was walking up to the building, I did not go inside, and that's when the incident happened. I would call it an attack, but that doesn't make sense. I've been thinking about this for the past year. That months going, wait, did I go inside? Is this experience walking around in a completely abandoned world like part of the medical experiment? No, because I didn't go inside. I remember it vividly, the incident. Okay, at the top of the hill. You hear that sound? It's why, in part, I'm freaking out. 
I'm on this hill in a park, no one's around, and there's like a hard invisible line, okay? On this side, but if I step on this side, so like a bubble, and it's stupid hot when you get near the bubble, and almost like fire here on the inside, like a fire pocket. This isn't the only one. I've found dozens. I marked them all over with candles, and that's a nightmare. Put a pin in that. I'll tell you more in a sec. Now if I go deeper into this fire pocket, you hear that? But there's no baseball game. There's, hold on. There's no baseball game. There is nothing to see. What's really there in that space is the burned down park ranger station. But I walk to it, back out all the way, back and forth, So what I'd like to know is, how can I hear and smell a stadium full of hot dogs inside the fire pocket, but it's not really there? And this isn't the only invisible bubble that does something like this. Let's go to fire pocket number two. Walking up to the abandoned auto factory right now, fire pocket number two. By the way, you hear trains right now? There are no trains. That's another fire pocket, like number seven, I think. It's less hot and doesn't have a hard bubble edge, it's kind of general. In reality, the trains are all melted, like someone came and death-rayed them, like a house of wax all half-melted. All these metal trains. It's actually pretty cool. It's kind of a gushy waterfall sculpture on that one. It looks like a, like a slide. Like a water park slide. Like a really fun water park slide. You know, if I was a less mature adult, I'd probably... It's a lot taller than it looks. <laughs> oh. Okay, I know this is an important evidence-gathering podcast, but I just slid down a two-story melted freight train, and it is something I will be doing again. Okay, fire pocket number two is dead ahead. So, I ruled out medical trial because I didn't do the medical trial. I didn't go in. And then I thought, hey, what if I'm stuck in a simulation? But I've driven probably a thousand miles and back in every direction I could think of, and most everything is burned and bombed and wiped out. I think worldwide, I don't know. I'm ruling out simulation for two reasons. Number one, the scale of that would be super expensive and pointless because number two, who am I? I'm just a touch mechanic who, look, I made up touch mechanic out of social desperation or something to appear successful. I admit it, I don't have magic powers. I'm just good at figuring out machines. But that's like assembling furniture without the instructions. Like, you can do it. And no one puts that guy in a simulation. No, you put in an astronaut, or a super sexy naked individual, or a man with a dog, or someone who consented. And I'm not those things. I'm a lonely, stranded person who spent 17 weeks tie-dyeing his building. If this were a simulation, they would have ended it by now, because watching one guy tie-dye a building for 17 weeks is even less interesting than you might expect. Alright. Here's the factory. My favorite door, by the way. Alright, it's getting warmer closer to the fire pocket. There's my candle. It's still lit. It marks the edge of the invisible fire pocket. 
By the way, also ruling out theory number three, hypnosis. I know I can't be hypnotized because I dated a hypnotist and we fought all the time. It's just thoroughly not that. I'm walking around in reality, which if you're listening, you know, because so are you, right? I'm passing the candle I set up. Yeah, so Fire Pocket 2 is like a cavalry charge, always ongoing. But in reality, it's just bombed out ruins of an auto plant. I really wish there was something to see here. Man, this one sounds cool. Theory number four. Did aliens attack and leave me as the last man standing? Hard, maybe. I like that one. But I haven't seen any evidence aside from it looks like every military in the world played Smash the City everywhere. And why would aliens put these invisible fire pockets all over the place? And some of the fire pockets move. Like the helicopter war people one outside my apartment? That one's on a three hour loop. I've considered moving, but it's too much of a hassle. One guy by himself and stairs? I just got earplugs. Oh, the candle thing. We put a pin in that earlier. So, I like candles to mark the fire pockets. Here's what thoroughly scares the crap out of me. Once you light a candle inside of a fire pocket, you can't put it out. Here, watch, or listen. This is me grinding the candle into the floor. Now I'm stepping on it. Now I'm encapsulating it into my thermos. And is the wax melting? No. Does the flame hurt to touch? Yes. Yes, it does. You can't put my candles out. Why? I want to rule out theory number five, which is ghosts, because the fire is real, and I haven't seen any ghosts, but I don't know. Theory number six is I'm stuck in a dimensional rift, but the books I've read on rifting dimensions are squishy at best, and I feel like nobody knows what they are, really. Theory number seven, time split. Like I'm a grip of days or years in the future or something, but no. It's been a minute, and the fire pockets are too far removed from what's actually physically really here. I vote no. We'll see. Theory eight, purgatory. Honestly, I just don't like that one. The incident wasn't like a flash of light and I got hit on the head and killed. I was walking to the medical trial building and all these fighter jets roared overhead and started dropping bombs. I climbed under a toppled falafel vending cart and managed to get back home in one piece. I came out after two days of horrific bombing sounds and found the world like this and my entire apartment building evacuated, like the planet just up and left and no one told me. I had a good cry about that, like all of August, basically. Theory number nine, this is all a test. I believe things happen for a reason, so I like this one. I like to think all this work that I'm doing to document what's going on is going to lead to some great discovery or something, like I will have had a part in uniting survivors out there and fixing whatever broke. Danny Vanderwilks. Looks good in print, you know? I don't know. I like theory nine, test. But as much as I like my reasoning skills, I dated a logic coach once who said I had gaps. Which hurt, because at the time I wanted to be a detective. Somehow I feel like this is a test is not it. Sadly. What? I think we've got a moving fire pocket. I haven't heard this one before. New fire pocket! I'm moving outside. 
Damn, this door be locked. I left it open. There's a chain? What the hell? I'm locked in! Help! Oh, my bolt cutters. Or as I like to call them, freedom sticks. Going outside. Whew! That was nuts. It felt like this invisible cloud of warriors was breathing down my neck. That was a super fire pocket. Like, interactive. Wait, what's that? There's a person inside the factory. He's wearing a cloak with a hood. Yeah, that's not spooky. Long blonde hair sticking out. And judging from the shoes, it's probably an athletic woman in her 30s. Don't judge me. My mother's in fashion. I know things. I think the war party sounds are... Yep, they're connected to the lady. Wow, she's walking deeper into the factory and they're going with her. Like she's carrying her own fire pocket. Looks like she's hunting for something. Why aren't you running up and talking to her, Danny? Because you guys can't see this, but let me just go ahead and mention how she has a machine gun strapped to her back and a mask with fangs. That's right, fangs. Not like a neck scarf with a neat teeth design. Not like I'm gonna rob a bank and my fang mask indicates serious business. I mean actual fangs, sculpted. Like somebody sat and poured a mold and time was spent. Lunatics do this. Also, there appear to be bloody handprints on the cloak. I don't know if they're real or an aesthetic decision, but either way, this is a red flag. Oh, and she just put out my candle. She just put out my candle. How did she do that? I'm hiding. She's coming this way. She has a motorcycle. Her cloak looks really cool when she rides it. I don't know how she keeps her hood up. I'm lighting another candle. Oh, she's coming back. Back inside. Just gonna watch her from the window here. Let's see if she puts this candle out too. I can't see. Damn. I'll light another candle up here. Hide where I can see and watch what she does. Ow, son of a... I dropped the candle, and it sort of unfairly tumbled down the stairs next to a bunch of cans. I'm gonna assume those aren't cans of gasoline, and that they're just cans of, like, non-potable water that the factory guys had stacked. Yeah, no, those were gas cans. So, I've set the factory on fire. Heading downstairs. She looked right at me. Back upstairs. This is ridiculous. Maybe she's friendly under all that terrifying fashion. Maybe she has answers. Uh, hello, miss? I'm Danny Vanderwilks. I'm doing a podcast. She's shooting at me. She's shooting at me. The building is burning, and the fang mask cloak lady has opened fire. You know, I can't help but wonder if she's the one who locked me in a few minutes ago. Don't you bet? Man, it really sucks to want to ask a dangerous person questions. 
Like when you're being mugged, but you just really want to find a functioning restroom. I have to go through the fire pocket. Only way out. Ow! What the hell? Alright, I'm through the fire pocket. Ah! Was I... Yeah! Yeah! I got shot! With an arrow, kind of. It's stuck in my backpack. There's like an old-timey arrow lodged through, and I can feel a little poke. Like something from the fire pocket got me. How is that even... She followed me through the fire pocket. I'm trapped. Window. Okay, I'm self-rescuing on foot. She's going back the way she came. Sweet, she's not a jumper. See, I was tracking field, but she clearly, clearly is much faster at getting out of burning buildings than me. Again, no trains here. Just the bombed out remains of some war I completely missed. Climb the thing. Down the slide again. Oh no. She drove her motorcycle down the slide. Awesome, but I'm definitely gonna die. All right, going through this fence. Ha! You can't drive a motorcycle through a fence. Bullets though. Okay, she's gonna have to drive around and get me. And that's what she's doing. Okay, I think she has a motorcycle and a machine gun, and I have a backpack with a blanket and some snacks. What do I need? Got it. Hang tight. I have to save battery until I can plug in. I just broke into an Air Force base, which is bizarrely difficult considering no one's here. Don't ask me why all the power still works everywhere. I'm just glad it mostly does. Need to find a plug. But first, I'm gonna hide in something with armor so she doesn't kill me. Oh. Oh, just you wait. Just you wait, fang mask cloak lady. I've got an answer for your stupid bullets. I've got a retort. <laughs> Too bad she's not even gonna find me. Probably. Stop. Unauthorized access. Stop. My bad. I set that off. Stop. That, that's my bad. And here she comes. Anyone want to guess where I am right now? I'm in a tank! I'm in a military armored tank! It's, it's bulletproof, lady! How about me- where's- what's this button? How about we talk now? Oh, cool button. Come up to the thick glass on the side here and let's talk. I'm sure you have questions too. Let's just start this whole relationship over. I will apologize for burning down the factory, which I see my fire candles upset you generally, even before that big fire. And you can apologize for trying to murder me. That sound pretty decent? We can skip the apologies. Why can't my candle fires inside the fire pockets go out? And how did you put them out? Also, what is going on? Where are all the people? What are the fire pockets? Oh, like you'd know. I named the invisible bubbles fire pockets. What do you call them? Because I like fire pockets. Can we agree? She's doing sign language. I don't... I don't know ASL. 
I always meant to take a class. I, I have a nephew, but I'm, I'm sorry, I don't... All right, she's shouting, but I can't hear her through her scary war face fangs. Please, if you're comfortable, could you remove your fang apparatus? That frightens me. I can read lips. Negative, okay. She's writing on my thick tank window with what I'm going to assume is spare red paint she carries with her and is not at all associated with the bloody handprints on her cloak. She's writing with a stylus made from a bone. I'm not sensing vegan vibes. Does Tank have a manual? It does! Yeah, jargon, I can't. I'll just hit buttons until something moves. Okay, done writing. Wow, she wrote it in reverse on her side so I can see it on mine. That's remarkably courteous. Her note says, turn around, go home. No, I, I'm not gonna do that. Who are you? Lady, I'm in a battle tank. Please stop trying to kill me. I'm doing a podcast to look for help and build a community to find answers. Would you like to put the machine gun down and get in on the ground floor with me? She's headed out. What a day. You know what? I'm gonna follow her. How do you drive a tank, touch mechanic? What's this do? This looks like something. <laughs> That's the cannon. I just blew up a parked plane. Okay, good news. I have a cannon. Bad news. Even though that didn't even come close to killing the lady, a wing did sort of knock her off her bike, and now she's gonna think I tried to kill her. I had motive and opportunity, but really I want to be friends. The first person I see in a year is a badass motorcycle person who clearly knows more about what's going on than I do. That's the best foundation I have yet to hear for a friendship, at any time. Given the gesture she's doing, yep, that's universal. And now she's speeding away. This is not going to be an easy friendship to foster. But you know what? Screw it! I have a tank! Oh, I'm gonna follow her. Whoops! Okay, I need to put a sticker on that one that says fun. That's clear, right? Everyone should know what that means? This must be the gas right here. Yep! <laughs> I'm driving a tank! Driving a tank! Driving a tank! Ah, gas. Tanks take gas. And this... Okay, if we're being honest, and I feel that we are, that second explosion I just caused looked like the Air Force Base gas station, meaning no more tank gas. I do not have a tank. I have a very uncomfortable 60-ton fort. And motorcycle lady is still leaving. Phew, it's getting hot. I think there's another fire pocket coming. Can't see anything. I'm just standing on my tank at the Air Force Base. No one's here. Help us, Danny! Help us! We need you, Mr. Vanderbilt. Help us, Danny! Be the calling scope! Be the calling scope! What's a calling scope? Can you please explain in simple terms? I don't retain jargon! Well, that was crazy and terrifying. people where'd you go where'd that fire pocket go hello who are you what can I do to help please come back not you motorcycle lady is coming my way again oh, shoot I ran too far away from the tank she's cutting me off 
gonna seek shelter inside the base. If you're out there, I'm looking for you. I go back to my home about once a month, so look for the tie-dye building and wait for me. I'm gonna try to upload this without the bike lady shooting me. Hopefully my battery doesn't... How do you upload while it's running away from gunfire? With difficulty. Is tie-dye battery stay alive? Stop walking and put your hands up. What? Oh, hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on. Hold on. Give me your candles and your matches. I don't have any such things. Get on the ground, face down. Yeah, okay. I didn't catch your name, by the way. What's that beeping? Just, it's a recorder. My battery is dying, I need to plug in. Are you recording everything you hear? No. I mean, is it bad if I am? Yes, you idiot, it's very bad. Find out what happens next time on Fire Pockets, Chapter 2. Fire Pockets, created by Michael Ryan Hahn. Danny Vanderwilks, voiced by David Ross. Fang Mask Locality, voiced by Elizabeth Muir. War Drums by JMag713Pond5. Theme song by Noel Melanio. 